Three, two, one, go. All right, guys, we're back for another episode of uh, Cutler Cast, and this is a special edition because this is a Arnold Classic. We just did a preview, and this is actually going to be a little history of what the Arnold has uh, has brought to my career. Uh, I know we've had a lot of comments, a lot of a uh, lot of different talk about you know this year's contest, but you know going into the Arnold Classic each each year, you know, there's always a lot of motivation for a lot of people because it is a huge expo alongside the. Uh, you know, arguably the top top two sh- second you know second best show of the whole uh, IFBB circuit. Yeah, I mean it's it's the second biggest show, and I would assume it's a little it, it's always going to have that little extra special piece to it because you actually get to have Arnold come yeah, Arnold walk Schwar- across the stage. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. Like yeah. I remember, you know, going into this show uh, and going to the expo when I was very young age and uh you know arnold would roll through with his with his team this is prior to him being governor and everything else you know he uh he would draw so much attention man it was just crazy at the time because remember he had uh a lot of top films and what i really liked about you know being a spectator and and watching that contest was you would have a display and you'd see the early releases of his films that the blockbusters he was working on each year so I remember specifically like when he did Mr. Freeze and I remember True Lies and, and you know, having, you know, even some of the actors come out, you know, Stallone, Tom Arnold. I mean, mm-hmm. you had a lot of celebrities, you know, there every single year. I mean, Jason Th- Statham's there. I mean, Randy Couture. I mean, you see who who's who. I mean, everyone shows up to support. And, uh, you know, from the Expendables. And, I mean, it was just crazy. I remember I was sitting on a flight flying into randomly into – uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and uh, Tom Arnold was sitting next to me. Yeah. And I remembered, you know, he was at the Arnold. He was in all the magazines because Arnold walked around with him. And he, I don't know how he, he, me and him were just having random conversation. I was like, something, something Olympias or the Arnold Classic. He's like, yeah, man, I went there. And he was talking about how crazy it was to see the physiques. And he's like, you know, I don't work out like this. And there's a picture on my Instagram of him and I, and he's throwing the thumbs up. But I remembered seeing him in the magazines. He was yeah, I mean, here. you know, it's, it draws a lot of different faces. And obviously the expo, you know, we, we've been through a lot of transition with with big bigger companies. And, you know, I used to go and, and spend time with my sponsors there and, mm-hmm. It was like an honor to go to the show, especially coming from Massachusetts, which was a little little shorter distance to travel now that we come from Vegas. But, uh, you know, never did I ever imagine I would ever go in and win that contest, you know, many years later. I mean, I competed my first one in 99. Um, I finished fourth. And, and then, of course, I didn't compete again until th- 2002, which I won my first, and I that started the the uh, the path to three victories there, which still to this day, uh, pretty cool. I still hold the record of yeah. consecutive wins. Right? Who's the first person to ever win? I'm gonna test you, uh, Rich Gaspari, because I actually watched it. I'll tell you what's yeah. kind of funny a history. <laughs> I watched it on American Muscle magazine, and they had this documentary. I guess you would call it a documentary then. So Rich Gaspari was with his family eating at like a big Italian dinner Uh and they were there filming and he was eating, you know, his meals and he's like, I'm going to win the first ever auto classic. So it was prior 1989. Okay. And, and then of course, Rich wins the first one Mm -hmm. and like it was a whole lead up. So it was kind of like he, he predicted it and it happened and, 
you know, that was kind of the start of everything. And then, of course, you know, Sean Ray with the controversy with the, you know, failing the drug test. And then he came back to win it. You know, Mike Ashley beat him. And then they you know, took he, he went back yeah, two years in a row. He talked about that when he was on the uh, on the podcast. But, you know, some of our former champs, man, like, Flex I mean, Flex Wheeler. Dexter's got five. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brand Horn. Yeah. Ronnie Coleman. I, uh, I still think, and in just my opinion, Kevin I still think the Ronnie Coleman's best look ever was the 01. They, they question that. And of course, you know, yep. we went to Olympia and I challenged them that year. But man, like sitting in the audience and watching that and then attending the expo. And like I said, when Arnold would roll through, bro, it was like a train. It's still like that. <laughs> like, you know, like you could hear rumbling and like the whole place would like stop. And I felt like the, the, the aisles were like, packed with people and they would like literally just move them out of the way and so one of the years i went i remembered one of the security guys was there and they're walking around with dogs and they said you know arnold's gonna come soon when the dogs come because Mm -hmm. obviously at the time he was a governor governor yeah so they had to have bomb sniffing dogs to make sure that everything's clear. So you'd see the dogs come, and then all of a sudden you'd see like well, 100 know, people come You know through. what it was like backstage. You know, yeah. it was the same way, like secret security everywhere. And, uh, you know, Arnold would shuffle in and shuffle out. Like, that's the funny thing is I think he literally would come in for Just a for certain amount of days, and then he'd, he'd get on a plane and shuffle back out. You know, I remember when he came to Olympia that year, the same kind of thing. So the way Arnold moved was, you know, listen, he was the, I remember like Arnold was like the top, movie star yeah i mean i heard rumor like he was getting 10 million a movie back then maybe that was like the peak and i mean he was in every year he had a blockbuster film at least and it could have been more and i i'm I'm not a huge movie guy as far as like the the background but he literally would showcase that on the big screens to start the contest every year at the night show and i was fortunate enough to be there for many of those which was cool yeah I still, I still, you'll hear people argue about today's stars and say, you know, they're bigger than the Arnold was. And I'd be like, mm, no, no. Because like, if you use the he's rock, for example, but he's the exactly man. when I, when you say to someone, when you are an iconic person, if you say what movies made Arnold and you're going, wow, I think back to Conan and Terminator it, it, for, throughout I, history. I know, but when you have the one name, like Terminator, you, Ar- well, I know, but yeah, when yeah. you just say Arnold, yeah, that's you, it. You, you know don't have to it. say anything yeah. else. Yeah, you made yeah. it, right? But no, I mean, think about it. Like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. He was in the uh, Rambos, and he was in uh, Rocky. Mm-hmm. But then some of the newer stars, like, well, what's their best movie? And you start thinking, oh, wow, they were just like a yeah, sidekick. But remember, it's uh, we, we had Nick Walker on. We asked him his favorite Arnold film. <laughs> Jingle and, all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I was torn between, like, um, Commando or Terminator, right? I mean, Terminator 2. I'm going to tell you a story. So... 1990 i think it was 91 when they launched that film Mm -hmm. and i remember it was a summer and it was like talking about a july release and i remember i went to that movie uh at the time you know i was with carrie right uh she was my girlfriend and uh i remember walking in and seeing all these guys that were big and i'm like man you know i had kind of this is when I already had thought about, you know, getting in the gym and training. It was the summer of when I joined the gym, my, my birthday, August 3rd. So I'm like, I, I, that triggered me. I, I want to say it was like m- mid to late July that it launched. And I knew I was joining the gym on August 3rd, right? So I was like, when I went in there and I saw these guys, how big they were and, you know, just people attending. And then when I watched Schwarzenegger in that film, like, 
man, I have to bodybuild. And that's literally a trigger point in my life or my my mindset of like, I am going to be a bodybuilder. And that definitely gave me some motivation. So, you know, to full circle, you know, number one, get involved with bodybuilding, you know, meet Joe Weeder who mentored me and brought Arnold um, and have that. Whenever I thought about Weeder, I thought about Arnold. It was like a yeah. side by side because I know he mentored Arnold, gave Arnold the opportunity. And when, when Joe took me under his wing and moved me to California, he basically treated me, I felt like that way. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, like what else? Like this is just like a perfect storm of like a success and a career. So, you know, for, you know, when we do these, these Arno classics and there's a ton of stuff and we're going to talk about this. Uh, yeah, I was able to win that thing. You know, I mean, I didn't, on my first attempt didn't win, but I came back to, you know, solidify a second place at the Olympia for the first time, 01, which was obviously controversial in a sense. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to tell a little story. So, you know, you want to get into that or? Well, I I got, I got two questions for you. First, when was the first time you met him and what was your kind of action? And then when is the next time you, the first time you interacted with Arnold where he knew who you were, not just a body that, on the it stage? It was the first time I won the show. Okay. The first time? No, you- I, I competed in the show. So when I got fourth place, but the real interaction, like I got to see him and hey, yeah. how are you doing? You know, whatever, Baxton, you know, nervousness, right? We're of just, course. we're trying to compete. And you were young too. Yeah, I was only, uh, let's see, so 90, 99, I was uh, 25, 25. 25. Yeah. So, when I won the show for the first time in 02, you know, obviously I got to say some words alongside of him and I actually won, you know, the Hummer truck and the hundred K and, uh, you know, we got to converse a little bit and, you know, he just was like, Hey, uh, congratulations. What are you going to do? You know, with that, it was the first year Hummer sponsored the event. So that was like super. And I won a Rolex watch at the time. I mean, it was just crazy. Like the prize was, at that time, it was more than the Olympia because the Olympia was a straight money. It was a 150 or one. No, 100. It was 100. 100. Oh, okay. So I was winning, you know, trucks on top of winning 100, right? I think it was 110. Yeah. It was, a, yeah. It was 110. It was 110. Yeah. So, like, we interacted in that sense, but it wasn't deep, you know, until yeah. the end. You start coming back and you win, you know, 03, and then you win in 04. And it's like, now it's like when I see Arnold, it's like, you know, you became a household name. Yeah. In the bodybuilding yes. community. And it's pretty cool when you know when you, it's a feeling you get like when you know Arnold knows who I am. So when yeah. I see him at Gold's Gym, yeah, it's yeah. like he's like, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on?" You know, yeah. and I met his his kids, and like it, it's like now it's just like, "Oh, that's my that's my buddy Arnold." You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is pretty cool. And he called you know he called me a couple of times, right? So yeah. I mean, uh, I, I feel like like I made it a little bit. Yeah, I still remember one time. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it. I still remember one time he tried to FaceTime you. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't, you didn't yeah. know. You're like, I was I'm filming. on the phone. You were filming, filming or something. You're filming, like, uh, this person's trying to call me something, yeah, yeah. Oak, whatever. And I said, yeah, that's yeah, Arnold. He's yeah. trying to FaceTime you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, tell him to call back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny, funny. though. But so talk talk about, so you, you got fourth your first time. I got fourth my first time. And, you talk know, Milos and I, you know, we talk about this all the time, but. I'll tell you, man, like training for that show, like remember I came in 98 and I came in 
uh, like watery for that event, Night of Champions. Okay. I got like 11 or 12 or whatever. You know, we, we questioned that because I think we tied for 11th. I got kicked to 12th. But um, I was on a mission to really come in, you know, and the Arnold, you know, is every March. So I was on a super mission. I was still living in, in Massachusetts, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to come in out of shape again. I'm just going to come in absolutely shredded. So I can tell you that I literally dieted on 50 grams of carbs a day. I would do 50 grams for three days of carbs, a lot of protein. I don't know how much, over 400 grams. And then on the fourth day, I'd bump the carbs to like 600, and then I would come back down again. Chris Aceto was doing my diet at the time. He kind of just let me do it. He, I don't think this was actually his real uh, thought process of getting it done, but he just said, you know what, Jay, do what you do, and you know your body better than I do. I mean, we've been training together for years. but So I was doing one hour cardio in the morning and one hour at night, and I remember I'd get up at, at 4 in the morning, and I would do cardio, and I would train at 7, and then I would train again in the afternoon and I was going, you know, doing my second session of cardio by six or seven at night. And I was in bed by like eight o'clock. I did that for like 12 to 16 weeks. And I came in super shredded. I was around 240. I had, you know, got third at the Ironman a week before, came to Columbus. I got fourth at the Arnold. Okay. Finally realized, okay, I can run with the best. Mm -hmm. Then I went to Olympia. And I came in, you know, again, bigger, but I thought I was in great shape. I finished 15 out of 16, totally devastated. You know, then I went on 2000 to win my first pro show. Didn't go back to the Arnold until after 01 happened, Olympia. And then I was like, dude, I just played second place at the Olympia. Think about this. So and you went from kind of a, a guy who wasn't being expected. I, I at went all. from eighth, you know, in the year yeah. before. And you went, I went fourth at the Arnold in '99. But no. there, but the guys that were getting second and third were big, big, big yeah, names. I mean, Ronnie Coleman had won the year before. You know, Flex had, Wheelers in yeah, there. I mean, and, all, and all those guys. So Kevin Lavroni. So when I show up at the Olympia and I get second, okay, I go back to Liso Viejo. I'm living at the time, and my mom had made plans to come out to visit me in California. And, you know, I was on a high. Of course, I did the photo shoots and, and whatever else. And, you know, I was just on like, okay, I'm, I don't, I'm going to make any decisions. But now I'm second best in the world, right? Arguably first. Uh, we go to the zoo. Okay, we did a San Diego zoo trip that day. I remember driving down specifically. And we went to the zoo, had an amazing time. And this was now October. This was, uh, might have been closer to around, Thanksgiving, like November, somewhere around there. And of course, the weather's gorgeous. You know, my mom's coming from East Coast. We're on our way back. Okay. We stopped to get gas at a gas station, right? Cell phone rings. Who is it? Jim Warmer. Hey, got the Arnold Classic coming up, you know, next year. We want you to, we want you, you're first on the list. What do you think? I said to my mom, I said, that's, Arnold's partner, Jim Lormer, <laughs> for the Arnold Classic. Yeah. And she's like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to do it. I called Chris Aceto right away. I'm like, Chris, Jim Lormer just called me, wants me to do the Arnold. He said, of course. No brainer. So he's like, I said, should we go? He's like, hell yeah, why not? I said, what do I need to do? He's like, dude, you're on a roll. Just, you know, we'll tighten it up. You know, tighten it back up. You just got to kind of get prepping because, you know, it's it's coming up and, that's how I started my prep for the first one. So I got a call from Jim Larmer, you know, mm -hmm. I bless Jim Larmer because he passed away. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I'm like, man, I got a call from the man, you know? <laughs> I mean, one of the prom- biggest promoters, right? Yeah. I said, I have to do it. So, so, so for you, you got the Olympia, for those that don't know, back then it was always the third weekend in September. So if this is around Thanksgiving, you were six weeks after the Olympia. Were you still? I was in great shape. Still in good shape, yeah. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I stayed training twice a day. That's one thing about me is that during that time period, even like 99, 2000, 2001, 2, 3, 2004 is when I really switched up. But I was training twice a day. And I would really watch my calories and eat a lot of calories around the training and then taper off. But one thing I was doing uh, is I was eating one bad meal a day, and that would be at the end of the day usually. Sometimes I would train fasted on that morning session, so I wouldn't have any food before I went to the gym and I trained with weights. So I I think it it kept me in balance. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you rebound from a show and you're still following like a six meal a day, and I was very strict at that point, uh, I stayed in great shape. So it was like, it just kind of rolled with it. And to be honest, that prep for the Arnold, I came in my biggest ever 2002. Uh, but it was the easiest one I ever done. I, Is that I, the one I, you did no cardio? I did no cardio. And I did no cardio for 01 the last 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Olympia. So, I was on a roll now. So Chris is like, you know, why let's zigzag the rotation of the nutrition. So I, I did high, low, medium days on carbohydrates. So my low days would be 400 grams of carbs. Medium days would be like 600. And then my high days would be 800 to 1,000. And we did that cycle leading up. And it's like when you already have a lean body, I just got bigger and bigger. And I competed at the show at 273. And this is what we're looking at right now. Yeah. I mean. So, so since we're talking about this, I'm going to, what I want to do is, I want to pull up, and I'm going to show everyone what we're seeing right now. I want to pull this up, and I want you to just kind of talk about what you're, what you're seeing here. So this was you in 2002, and this was the, the physique. Mm-hmm. And what goes to your head when you see it? Because this is 22 years ago. When you see this now, I'm sure you're going to nitpick I, yourself. I, I honestly, Matt, this, I, I listen, people could say, well, you could have been a little hard, but this was the best package I think I've ever displayed on a bodybuilding stage. Cause you, I, like fullness, overwhelming balance. I mean, you can see a lot of the detail here, but the quads were crazy. The midsection was crazy. I mean, I was 273. And I mean, you can see this is at the night show. So I might've been a little harder for the night show, but. Remember, I mean, this is diuretic testing. This is, yeah. I mean, this I mean, is this is. This, like, you got to remember, this was filmed twenty something years ago, yeah. so it's not the best detail. But you I mean you can like this? Would this win today? Is the question. I mean, I was so massive, right? I still think it would. It's just the the width is there, and I was just so confident after coming off O one. So I mean, I'm not going to nitpick my physique. I mean, let the let the the peanut gallery do that. But I mean, look at the fullness. Look at the arms. Look at. I mean, I just think about this. I remember the pictures after the show. I had pictures with the trophies and everything else. And I mean, dude, it was, I mean, look at this. Look at the shoulders. I mean, look at the side chest. Look at the pecs and, you know. So I was just, I was just besides myself winning this contest. I was like, it's so relieved too, honestly, because. Sure. You know, O one. It's like you know, you you. you he, is it a fluke? Is the O one Olympia a fluke? I mean, 
I did this little voiceover for this. I went, yeah. <laughs> but man, I felt like a, a tank up there and I don't think I had to deplete that bad. I think it was just like everything was kind of put together perfectly. Is this, is this the show that you drank a 12 pack of diet Mountain Dew a day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't try this at home. Yeah. But you still had the, the tight midsection. Yeah, of course, man. At 273, I mean. And who got second this year? Cormier. Who, you know, he had been, you know, he was second, I think, to Ronnie, I think, the year before, too. I think that was the start of all those. He finished, you know, record number of seconds. All right, I'm back up. So, you know, this was momentum. And this, you know, as you know, Matt, I moved to Vegas right after this uh, contest. You know, I won 60K at the uh, Olympia. I won 100 here. Won a Hummer, the first Hummer. I had the first Hummer on the, on the West Coast. I had that delivered. Uh, but this gave me, like, I moved to Vegas, and I sat out the Olympia that year, 2002, and then came back in 03. So, I mean, that was, back, was a start. Back then, for the guys that are listening now that compete, back then you could legitimately be booked every single yes. weekend. Yes, and that's why. Number one, I was building a home in Vegas. There was a lot going on. People in my backyard every day I did the swimming pool at the same time, so that was going on, actually. I remember Lottie Teeper came to my house and interviewed me during, uh, you know, 2002, you know, when the Olympia was, uh, USA was going on, and I just, there was all this commotion going on, and then, you know, next thing you know, I just sat out the Olympia, and then I said, you know, I'm going to solely prep for 2003, which I did, uh, Iron Man, uh, Arnold, San Francisco Pro. Yep. I was scheduled to do Rome also, but I pulled out of Rome because I ended up with a sinus infection. But and then I went to Olympia that year and got second again. And then I won tour. We, me, Ronnie did Russia. That's in uh, Fedorov. Yeah, Olympia, right? yeah. So we like that was the most prize money ever won in a year. I think at that point it was two thousand three. And that's, I mean, that's. A lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money now, but yeah. it was a real lot back then. Because you could put twenty grand down on a house back then. Yeah. So I mean, I actually have what I want to show here. Um, I'll take a picture and post this up too. Okay. So this is an actual letterhead uh, from the Arnold, and it says um, this is actually signed by Jim Lormer here. Okay, so you can post it, but. Enclose your award for placing first in the 2003 Arnold Classic. Congratulations on your successful performance, and we look forward to seeing you again in Columbus on March 5th through the 7th, 2004. So what you're going to see right now is this congratulations, and there was a check in here for 100 grand. This was an official letter. So who can still say they have this letter, right? I That's mean, you the actual me, one. Yeah. This is the actual letter. I Where mean, do you it, keep that? Where did you keep it? It's been saved in... Like in a file? Yeah, in my yeah. file, yeah. That's cool. This, this, uh, I'll show this in a second, but this is actually a 2004 check right here. <laughs> and then we have the truck, and I have a couple other things I want to show, but let's... let's so let's, now, so, this one here So leading into this, so this is a whole year off, training twice a day. I honestly was ready for this show six weeks out, and I remember leading in, I was like, you know, I had just done the Ironman, and I had basically dominated there, questionably one of the best Ironmans I've ever been in. But was I my best here? I'm not necessarily sure. I think I was better in O in O two, bigger. It's so hard with this, obviously. Yeah, the, the lighting the, is yeah. The this was a lot and, of T V production and all that. And you so. gotta remember we're looking at something here that's like four eighty P. Yeah. So this is Yeah, listen, everyone will you know, they'll probably pick this thing apart, but 
you know, back then I did a lot of voiceovers with my routines, but I always wanted to come on stage and be different from everyone else. You know, being a bodybuilder, we all strive to be different anyway. We just don't want to be normal, right? But And what was different about, was there something different about this prep? This would have been 03. Um, well, remember, I, I hadn't come off, I hadn't been dieting for a year. So I had to pick up and basically start from, you know, after sitting out the Olympian feeling like, wow, I might've missed an opportunity because in 02, Arnold, uh, you know, Ronnie sense. didn't come in like his biggest, right? And everyone says, oh, maybe you missed an opportunity. But I'm like, damn, no, I'm coming in. I'm going to win this thing do you think? Do you think the physique, the 02 Arnold would have contested Ronnie that year? Yes. Because you were big and he wasn't. Yeah, well, I think this, I think even, uh, I think just with the momentum, this physique, you know, would have, would have, you know, remember the Iron Man? They questioned. I mean, people thought that was one of my best, but the lighting also was a little different, right? Yeah. So it's really hard. I mean, listen, I can't critique myself. I mean, do I look? I thought I looked better the year prior in this, but um, yeah. it's what it is. I mean, another Arnold. You know, this was the second one. Yeah, so so this one, if if you were to rate the three, what was your first? The first one, the first. You know, I always say the the first Olympia is always the best one. Where I think 09 was better than my first, mm -hmm. memory wise. You know, where the Arnold Classic, the first Arnold was the best one. And what I did you like. win in the second one? You won another Hummer, hundred thousand in a Hummer truck. So my second Hummer. So the first year I picked a black one, I sold to Mark Nally from Flex. Mm -hmm. Uh, started buying crazy real estate in Las Vegas. That's when we moved to Vegas. That was another reason I moved here is because after 9-11, it was a great buying opportunity. You could put 5% down on a property. I was buying three at a time, you know, building new homes, flipping, making, you know, crazy money. And, uh, you know, this has really kind of set the standard for that. So I went into 03, of course, guest posing every weekend. This only helped my credibility. Like the Arnold Classic was like, you know, you were first in line. We talk about this in the last podcast. Are you first in line to be the contender at the Olympia? Ronnie Coleman wasn't there. Um, he made the mistake in 2001 and did both. Both. And he said, I'll never do it again, right? So it's hard when you have a bigger body weight. I know Dexter did it. You know, I think Dexter and Brandon won Arnold the same year they won I Olympias, know. right? But, you know, you're going against Ronnie Coleman. It's a different beast in my opinion. So... Yeah. Uh, you, the, the, that's what people need to understand. Why did Jay Cutler choose to do a little less competing wise? And that's because I was booked every single weekend mm -hmm. doing events. So if I wasn't doing the Arnold and the Olympia, the other shows weren't really justifiable because I could go on a weekend and make what I could win at a smaller tier show basically then. And I wasn't even charging, you know, today's money, right? So the merchandising, uh, you know, remember there's a website sale going on. I mean, we talk about how many sponsors I had. You remember, I mean, the list was lengthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went from basically a weeder, con weeder contract to ISS research, and then I moved over to muscle tech. So by this time, by 03, I was signed with muscle tech and it was a big deal. The end of 03, I signed that deal, and that led me into 2004. But I was right then the biggest contender for the Olympia because now in 01, I'm second. 02, I skip but win Arnold's. Come in 03, and I win second place again. 
So I'm winning the Arnold and Olympia. First uh, and second. 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 The prize money, second place still wasn't bad at the Olympia either. Yeah, it was, you know, 75, 75, yeah. So in 04, you know, I'm not beating Coleman, so I'm like, you know what? Why not take another run at it, you know? And then, so now what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play the, uh, the. Do you have the O four? Oh, you do right have here. the O four. Okay. This it's it's not going to be the so best this quality. this year was probably the least favorite of my physiques because I definitely was downsized. Listen, I was shredded. This was ripped to shreds DVD for you guys that don't know. Who I know a lot of you guys out there are like you are so shredded in that, but by the time I got to the show, I was just so depleted. It's really hard for me to fill up. So. It was a questionable victory for me against Cormier. He t- he'll tell you that. But you can see the condition is there. I mean, the, this quality is not very yeah, good. This is the only one I could find. Yeah, so my confidence was solid. But at the same time, you know, this is... I definitely tried something different by coming in more streamlined, which How probably you, was the best This said you choice. weighed 270. What do you think you weighed there? Mm, 245. Holy wow, you're down that yeah. much. Probably wow. 245. So I you, would say 250 maybe. So you're way, way, way down. Yeah, I mean, you can see. I mean, I'm much downsized. I think there's a lot of good condition, but at the same time, you know, I felt like that's what I needed to do at that time, though, because I felt in 03 I could have been a little sharper. But, listen, the condition was there. I mean, the, it doesn't really show in this video. But, you I mean, people saw the rip to shreds, and, I mean, I was eat, eating fish all day, orange roughy. You know, I was eating oatmeal mainly for my carbohydrates. I tried switching it up. I went to, you know, brown rice instead of white rice. Didn't work for me. Uh, But this is an all-fish diet. I mean, this is no, you know, I had one beef meal a day. Uh, But, you know, this this victory, um, that's where, you know, we have, this was actually, uh, this was, you know, the Hummer that they gave me until... I could order and build another one. So this is my third. I'm building three. It's cool now. that you actually kept them. Yeah. So I have the toy. So I have all three of these. Okay. But I have, this is the coolest thing you guys are going to see. Okay. So this is Mrs. Matt's favorite right here. Okay. So, so this right here is one of 799 T3 watches. Now, Matt, tell me a little history on this watch. So, there's actually pictures of me uh, getting this watch on stage, and this is titanium, mm-hmm. and it's how many millimeters is this watch? I think that's a forty-eight. It's big. It's huge. It's big. It's big. So, it's like I said, there's only seven ninety-nine. Arnold gave this to me. It came with a DVD set of all his films, his action mm-hmm. films, and like I said, this is uh, a, a very rare piece. So, this is made specifically for, for the, the Term- Terminator Three. Movie, so it's the T three, Automir. And to me, it's cool that you've kept it. Yeah. And and what I said before, for people who don't, you know, follow watches like this, it's very, you know, this is one of the more expensive watch brands in the world. There you go. There's the tag and everything. Okay. Yes, there, there's. This is one of the more expensive watch brands in the world, and the fact that you got this handed to you on stage, but it's legitimately unworn. And you've had it for 20-something yeah. years. So there was only 700 or so of these made. And I guarantee yeah, yeah. you, everyone who bought one wore it. So this could potentially be, there might be, maybe the manufacturer has. This is the most exclusive one on the planet. Probably. <laughs> and it's because Arnold gave me this yes. on stage, you know, 
uh, along with Ryan Drexler, also with from Biochem, he gave me this watch. Uh, but I think it's just a really cool. How much you sell it to me for? Yeah. <laughs> um, but this this is just you know it's a little dusty because this is actually sitting in my office. You guys have seen this a million times. Uh, so I have all three toy trucks, mm-hmm. and you know what it's like to be able. To, so I called up the girl the first year I won, and I said, "Hey." I just won the Arnold Classic. They said, all you got to do is just call the number and order your truck. I said, okay, I've never done this before, right? <laughs> and I said, I want to order the Hummer. She, I said, what can I order? She says, anything you want. I said, well, what options can I get? She says, anything you want. So I researched. I'm like, wow, grill guards, headlight bar, like, like big <laughs> yeah. bar. I said, you know what? I'm going to order everything. Might so well. I ordered every single option. So black was the first year. Pewter was the second year, which is like a goldish. Uh-huh. And the third year was a, like a slate blue. And I customized the second one. I ended up selling it, but I customized it for a short time. And then the third one, uh, I had put big tires on it. I had, you know, a kind of a lift and stuff on it. And ended up trading that, that last one for another vehicle. But, you know, H2 Hummers, you know, they were crazy popular yeah. back then. Yes. We didn't care about gas because gas wasn't like outrageous then. And, uh, but I can tell you what I'm going to say about the Arnold classic is, and you brought this up to me just a little while ago, the financial benefit I got from the Arnold classic is literally what set up the rest of my life. And meaning I had great advisement around me, Chris Aceto, big shout out to you because you were the first, uh, but I had a great financial team. And as much as I didn't want to, because I really wanted to enjoy it, right? Of course. They said, you have to put your money away. This is a short-term thing. And I always went back. You know, Joe Weider told me this. He said, this is not a, a lifelong thing. You need to prepare for the future, right? So I, I was able to take this money, and I had great opportunity to invest. And I was able to set myself up to the point where it's still giving me returns today. And when you win a big check like that, and, you know, the title brought a lot too because then you had the potential to go guest appear every single weekend. And that title, like, I remember David Bay would interview me for Muscular Development uh, in the magazine, like the, the interviews. And I, he always used to say, four-time Mr. Olympia, Jay Cutler. I said, wait, wait, wait. And three-time on a classic champion. Yeah. So it always meant a lot to me. Uh, but you know, when I'm reminiscing now about it, like you're asking me about the experience and all the diet and <clears throat> what it was like to meet Schwarzenegger. And it's like, here we are again, third time. Oh, four. Hey, Arnold, I'm back. And then of course, Jim Lorma loved it. And then it's like, I decided after that fourth one, it was, like I said, I, I changed my physique. I didn't come in exactly like I wanted to. I said, you know what? I'm that close to Olympia. I know if I can give full effort towards the Olympia, that's the only reason I stopped doing the Arnold Classic because that was the one title I needed. I already had three Arnolds. I needed one more step to be on the top of the mountain, and that was the Olympia. And then I saw so in 05, I sat out for the first time the Arnold Classic. Dexter ended up winning in 05. Would he have beat you if you were there? Uh, I don't think so. And then 06, I won the Olympia. Yeah. Never looked back after that. 
did it come into mind to do the Arnold? I mean, definitely after I lost in 08. You know, I thought maybe, you know, come back in 09 and do the Arnold. I think Branch Warren won that year. Mm-hmm. Um, or Kai Green. Or Phil Heath did it. He got second. Who won? Dexter won, I think. Dexter, yeah. So it was just a lot of great memories to be there mm-hmm. and to be one of the greats that stood on that stage. So when they just had they had us there for the anniversary, I forgot what year it was, so they brought us all. 35th, was, I think. I think is last year, was it last year or the year before? I think two years ago. Okay. So to be walk the stage with some of those elite, and listen, they're not all with us, right? I mean, Anasar's gone and... I mean, we, we had a lot of great champions, you know, but I used to look at, like, Mike Francois won this thing in 90. I think he won 95, and, I mean, he was one of my idols, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Wheeler and Sean Ray and Kevin and, you know, dude, Dexter and, you know, Phil didn't win, but uh, Dennis Wolf, did he win? Yeah, he won one. Yeah. Yep. He won in, I think, 14. Yeah, so, I mean. Phil, been, Phil won an Arnold yeah, overseas, in, in Spain yeah. in 2014. Um. You know, Brandon Curry. I mean, all these guys, you know, William Bonnex, Munson. And you always make sure to go back every year. I guess it's been super supportive. I mean, I'm still be there this year. And, you know, shout out to Brian Powers. I mean, you know, this year is like, I'm honored. So, so, so the whole point of us doing this podcast was for you to talk about why this year is different. And, and I know people saw it online, but you haven't spoke about it. Yes. So before, before we get to that, I've known about this for a long time, yeah. and I had to keep my mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, so so along with the committee and Brian Powers, yourself, you know, I'm honored, you know, and uh, I appreciate you also because I know you, you're a lot of the background, right? And um, Like, you don't like to be in the front of things, but I'm a hard guy to brag about my accolades in a sense, okay? And some of the viewers might disagree, but... When it comes to getting awards, it's not the most thing that excites me. You know, I, I mean, I've had my time. But when I sit back and I take it all in and I'm like, man, like, I'm getting the Lifetime Achievement Award this year. Okay? And when you think Lifetime Achievement, does that mean, well, it's the end? Yeah. Like, oh, I've already done everything. Well, no. I mean, I always said, even at my 50th, I said I'm going to do more between 50 and 60 than I did before. Mm-hmm. So for me... Like, to stand up there and Arnold to give me this award, and I watched Flex do it, you know, Ronnie Coleman get it, and Sylvester Stallone, Tom Arnold, Joe Weider, Jim Mannion, I mean, all the Corey Everson, like, the list goes on and on. Reg Park, Eddie I Weider. think, yeah. I mean... Frank Zane, Bill yeah. Pearl, I mean, Lane, the who, Haney. The, yeah, the who's who. And it's going to be an emotional moment for me because... I don't see it until it's really in my face. And I'm like, wow, I did that. I still watch these videos. I'll be honest. I watch these training videos. I'm like, I did that. (laughs) I won these shows. And I'm like, I did that. Like some, you become not a fan of yourself, but you're in almost disbelief that that I'm that guy. That's, that's why, that's why I wanted to play these videos and say, what do you see now? Yeah. Because that was 22 years ago. That was you. But you were living in the moment. It's just funny because we sit on this podcast and we we critique all the guys and like, And listen, I've, I've definitely hindered some relationships with some of the athletes by my opinions. Of course. And I verbally say this, and listen, I'm not discrediting anyone, but like I just tell it how I see it, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it's, it's hard because I have to put myself in those shoes. And I remember like getting in an in a assault with like Dan 
Solomon because like he was praising Phil or something. And I, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm your guy. And you know, I get emotionally upset about it and you know, he'll laugh about it because like, you know, I was like upset because he was on the radio show and discrediting and whatever else. And it's like, you know, Oh, whoa, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just, I'm a journalist. Right. And I'm not, I'm not a journalist, but at the same time, like, I'm just, I'm giving opinions based on, you know, my peers around me and visually what I like, that's the hard part about having a podcast. And like, I didn't make predictions this year. Like, obviously we have a guy that's training, you know, mm-hmm. Samson, I FaceTime with Hottie and, and Hani the other day. And it's like, you know, he's happy, but you know what, in the end, I mean, unfortunately we're going to do a wrap up after this year's Arnold and have our opinions on who won and who didn't. And if we agree or disagree and, the judges shouldn't get mad either. I mean, there were people that thought I should have won and people that shot it, thought I should have lost. I just said, this was my best. This wasn't my best. This physique would have done this or that. Mm-hmm. Like in the end, man, it's like, you know, you just want to be transparent with things and you want to be authentic. But um, so to go back to the achievement award, like I've done a lot in bodybuilding and it went by so fast. And uh, I've had a lot of great relationships from the time, you know, my family accepted it, you know, Gold's Jim Worcester, you know, Chris Aceto, you know, Bruce Vartani, who took me under his wing, uh, you know, my ex-wife, who was there through the whole Everything. thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Weeder came into my life, Ed Connors, you know, Irv Gelb, who who shot the first pictures of me, Um you know, the list goes on and on. Jim Mannion, who, you know, obviously created this, you know, has the NPC and then, you know, leading over to the IFBB and those people also that didn't believe in me. Mm-hmm. You know, the competitors, Ronnie Coleman, uh, Chris Cormier, uh, Phil Heath, you know, Dexter Jackson, the guys that pushed me to be better. Ronnie Coleman, I owe a lot to because he made me great. And I mean, he's the reason I be, I'm getting this award in a sense, because I was able to keep pushing. And the biggest question I get these days is how did you stay motivated? Yeah. Because I truly thought I'd beat him. i truly thought he was beatable. And I thought and no one maybe, else in the world maybe I was delusional, but at the same time, what are you going to do? How are you going to get up and put your shoes on every day and how are you going to strap up and go to the gym every day if you don't have belief in yourself? Mm-hmm. And that's what my message to everyone out there is, you know, you will have an opportunity in your lifetime to do certain things in your life. We all have platforms and levels, right? I chose a fitness level uh, of what I wanted to do. And listen, I believed in it. I took subpar genetics. We know a lot of people with great genetics that, you know, if we just said, hey, if they had my mentality or Branch Warren or you know, uh, the current guy, uh, Nick Walker. Nick Walker, yeah. Like, think about that. And people and people get mad at Nick for what he says, but he's just believing in himself. Uh, sorry, Nick, I didn't mean to leave, yeah. but I was thinking like the current people that you like, you know their mindset. Hottie Chupin, right? It's I mean, the same way. Yeah. There's times I remember. And that's not discrediting anyone, so don't get it twisted with, yeah. hey, I'm leaving out the Dexters and the Phils. And like, listen, man, there's just certain people that you know that – we're talking about people with subpar body genetic wise on people's opinion where I had, listen, I thought I had great genetics. I thought I was, you know, structure and size and I was able to put on size. Like that's big, the biggest obstacle, yeah. right? It's bodybuilding. Yeah. I it's mean, a muscle I, I out, out muscle people, Nick Walker out muscles people. He's not out shaping people. Nick's, 
you know, he posts these pictures and he's got this taper. And, oh, oh, this taper. Dude, stop. He's not a taper guy. He's a, he's a mutant. He's a freak. Branch Warren, condition factor, crazy muscle. You're like, just gritty. And that's what, you know, James Holling said. Like, you can say the same thing about him. He's not going to out. Pretty anymore. Yes. But he you just, can outwork people. Yes. So don't let someone else write your write your history for you. You know, you have to go out there and do it. And there's going to be so many great other champions that come up here and win this award, but this is my year to win it. And it's going to be cool to be able to stand there with Arnold. And, you know, he's been so respected in the industry for so long. He's paved so much, you know, who is the greatest? I always, I discredit Arnold a little bit in a sense, because I always say Ronnie Coleman's the greatest body blur of all time, but Arnold really is kind of at an elite status. It's weird when I say this. It depends how you, you look at, look at it. You kind of remove Arnold from the conversation yes. because he's. I always Beyond tell people bodybuilding. He's, he's he's an iconic human being in the world. Is he one of the most recognizable people? I, I say this all the time, and and I'll use an example. They've compared Arnold to other people in the industry, saying this person could be bigger than Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Stop. There is no place on this planet Arnold cannot walk, and people won't recognize him. I don't care if it's in Zimbabwe. Yeah. I don't care if it's in the other in Mongolia in a village. There's a different level of of celebrity, and then there's iconic people. Like he's on another level of like a Michael Jordan or a or a I think even, Nelson Mandela. I think, I think even more in a sense of, because he went from he's a big screen guy, big you know? screen, and he became a politician, and, and, he, he's, and just, he's constantly in your. On yeah. your TV or right, he's I mean, on another movie, level. Replaced, of, it's, yeah. There's there's certain people that are on a a hundred years from now they're going to know who yeah. he is. A hundred years from now they're not going to know who some of these athletes are or some of these other politicians or famous people. So Arnold's always I've always said there's there's you have like there isn't a Mount Rushmore. There's an Arnold and then who falls yeah. So in below so him. to have my name tied with history with him. I mean, listen between being how many times have I said. I won the Mr. Olympia. What is it? Oh, you know, Arnold won seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That solidifies. But that, it, right? but that's people forget that though. Cause there's times where someone, and I was with Phil when they'd say that, Oh, who are you? You're a professional athlete. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Olympia. Oh, what's that? You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Went, oh, okay. And they immediately but, you realized. Know, they're not saying Jay Cutler, but now, now a lot of like, I actually say I competed with Ronnie Coleman and people like, oh, oh. <laughs> Like yeah. they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know. You know, I always, I always say this, and and a lot of the guys nowadays don't kind of follow that path, just like this historical path. The road to the Olympia went through New York, and then it went through Columbus. Once you've won, at the time back then, it was a night of champions. You won there, and then it became Steve's. You the road to the, the Olympia goes through New York. And then it comes through Columbus, and then it then you then you go I, with you. You know what's funny is that's the day that's back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it follows that suit anymore. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because that's we how have it was, way though. more international people. Yeah. And I think that you know there's there's faster tracks to get there. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. Where we had limited shows back then, so it the it other thing allows. too, social media now allows the whole world to see you. To where before. 
you knew this. Like yeah. once you won New York, people are like, whoa, you're yeah, the real, yeah. you're the big deal. And then, wow, you're at the Arnold stage. Now you're on, now you're on the global stage. I mean, listen, stage. when I did the first night of champions, I mean, Ronnie Coleman won and Kevin was second. <laughs> These guys were winning and I mean, getting top, top five at the Olympia. I mean, Kevin had been second and he was still doing, it was 10 grand. 10 grand was 10 grand. And he was guest posing and, and, you know, they're just, they were there because they loved competing. And, you know, I think that's what the honor classic stage, it's an invitational. So you had to be invited to come every year still. So for me to be invited, and that was an honor, you know, to be in Arnold Schwarzenegger show was an honor and to win the kind of prize money and get the accolades that I got from that contest that basically solidified me as the second best bodybuilder on the planet. Why wouldn't I do it? I mean that that set the tone. So let's now. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put a hypothetical out there. If you're competing now, would you do the same How, thing? Dude, it's three hundred grand. <laughs> it's three hundred grand, man. You, you know? do both for sure. Oh. I, I I understand why Samson. Listen, both. I I respect the hell out of Samson. It's a lot of and money. And I asked Milos. I said, you know, what about you know we're already getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. You know, if he wins this year, what about next year? Oh, he's going to do it again, you know. And remember, now the Arnold UK is two weeks later, and that's another, I think, hundred L- grand. Listen to me. Can you imagine, Matt? You could win a million bucks. <laughs> a million bucks. Could you uh, uh, hold on? So f- three hundred, four hundred for Olympia. That's se- seven. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. But you. But see, I, I take it a step. I take it a step further. People don't realize three hundred sixty-six days a year of the Olympias again. So in, in a 12-month period, you could win. If someone, like, let's use Derek as an example. If he won the Olympia, he won the Arnold, Arnold UK, and won the Olympia again because it's, it's, it's less than a year this time. It's 10 months apart. You could pull down over a million dollars in 10 and a half months. That is a lot of, that's, li- that's life-changing. changing. Yes. you just putting that in the bank right now. Depending on the bank you're in, yeah, four and a half you're percent. making you're four and a half to five and a half percent. Yeah. Wells Fargo is paying four and four point three, yeah. I think. So you're make so you're making almost fifty grand a year just leaving it there. That's that's a lot. That's not bad. Yeah. So so if you were competing, I'm sure like you, Dexter, all these other guys are like, damn, why wasn't it like this when we were going? No, you would have done ten Arnolds if it was yeah, three hundred grand. You know what? You're kidding me? I like I said, I was able to f- listen. I. Wasn't you weren't able to buy one hundred and twenty thousand dollars homes put with five percent down and selling them for two hundred k either yeah. now right? But if if, <laughs> if I could, I would have six of them <laughs> off this podcast. You know, yeah, what the hell are we doing this thing yeah. for? <laughs> Why don't we go make some real yeah. money? So um, maybe, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll do an old timer show and you can jump. Nah, in. man, it's just you know <laughs> to go back to the Arnold man like. How excited are we, though? Yeah, we, no. we win this weekend. We win. Yeah. I mean, we have a win because, you know, obviously we've been doing this podcast for a while, and, you know, my career is lengthy, and it, it still continues, man. I'm so – you think this isn't going to carry over to, you know, some of our appearances, and you know, it will be in Arnold, UK, the week, two weeks two later. Weeks later. FIBO. I mean, we have a, all these shows, you know, international stuff, the end of the year. People. I just, I just think, you know, and I've asked you this before, and I'm asking you again, just because we're, you're going in to get this award. Like, if somebody would have said to you, ten years ago, when you walked off the stage, or let, let's let's take a step back after you you lost in 08, if somebody would have said to you, fifteen years from now you're going to be more popular than you are now, 
what would you have said to them? No way. You're crazy. If somebody would have told you 10 years ago, you'd have been like, because you can look at other people that have retired and their stock slowly goes yeah, down. Yeah. And then they have a normal life, a normal career. You see them here and there. But would you have thought, and, and I can say this, I go to every major expo in the world. I've been to every single one at one point or another. Certain places, you know, there's some new guys that are coming up that are popular. You and Ronnie, no matter where you go in the world, you're going to have a line. That that's, If it's 10 that, hours, it's 10 hours. That's why he and I go hand in hand. Yes. Without him is my popularity what it is. I can that work battle. Where I can work like crazy, you know that. Yeah. I have. And that is a lot of credit to the success that we still have. Yes. But without Ronnie Coleman, yeah. it solidifies because, my position. Because people the younger people that didn't go to those shows back then don't realize that let's say you were booked 35 weekends out of the year cuz I know both of you guys 3 months out shut it down. Of those 35 at least 25 of them, you guys were booked at the same place together. Yeah. So you spent time, you trained together, and you built a friendship, even though people didn't see you guys. Uh, you know, social media wasn't around. People then, asked so me didn't know. I had someone ask me this past weekend, yeah. did you guys really were you at each other's necks? No. Not at all. Not at all. No. I, I, and you know so what? We trained together. I reminded you this not long ago. I still remember I was in New York when I was working in the music industry. I was meeting with Universal up there, and you were there, and I went to the show. It was the Atlantic States, and that's yeah. when – what Ronnie jumped in your back or you jumped yeah, yeah. to Ronnie's back and I was at that show and you look back and you're like, that was like 16 years ago. <laughs> like, Oh my God, 16 years ago. But to the younger people that are, that are out there that are coming up in, and, and at times I get frustrated because there'll be appearances and guys will turn them down. And I'm thinking to myself, Ronnie never turned them down. You never turn them down. Even when I was traveling with Phil years ago, Phil was booked 30 weekends out of the year. That interaction is the reason that right now you guys are still the most popular people. And I can say, like I said, certain guys might come up for a period and they might have crazy popularity. See where it's at in 10 years. Fans remember that time that you yeah. sat there and interacted. It's just, you know, I, I think about those, you know, we get off track a little bit, but those those uh new york summer nights man like when you know when you came in june it was like that i stayed in the city in new york yeah. city and had this aura and like yeah. it's all changed since you know the pandemic but and now it's not new york you it know was, in columbus where was like it? wasn't it I, if i remember it I, it was in tribe i try tribeca area it was at like a tribeca college or something that got yeah. flooded or something but i remember walking up all these steps listen to columbus i mean i've had snow it's like summer there some years. I heard it's not going to be so bad now. I it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be below freezing two of the days. It's going to rain the day I land. The okay. next day you're okay. okay. You know, I, uh, but listen, we used to have it at the old greater Columbus yeah. Uh, yeah. event center. And now it's, you know, in, you know, actually in that, you know, expo area. And pe people that go there that have never been. The city was built on the Arnold Classic. Of course. For people that have never been. When you go to the front, there's a statue of Arnold there. Yeah, yeah, and there's good, so yeah. many people that take pictures. Yeah. And it's hilarious. I remember one day, one year we were leaving. I don't know why we were walking back at like one in the morning outside. And I look and there's these two old ladies out there taking photos next to it. And they're trying to hump Arnold. Yeah. And they're filming each other. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. It's like they're drunk and falling all over the place. But it'll be, you know, the weather for whatever reason for whatever reason, it seems like every year you go there, there's some yeah. kind of storm. 
And I'll never forget in 2015, me, you, and Phil were on a plane. I remember landing and looking out the window, and you just saw a puff of snow. And we were the last flight that landed, and they shut the airport down for two days. It was in 2015. and Through Denver, yeah. Yep. We came through Denver, and we got there, and there was this massive ice storm, and the first day was dead because nobody could get there. And people were driving up and they were crashing. Their cars were going off the ditch because people still wanted to get there. Yeah. But every every year I kind of throw a throwback. It's a picture of the three of us in the front front row of a United flight. But it's it's going to be... Uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. I'll be doing some meet and greets there. Uh, you know, obviously uh, all the tickets are online. Yeah. You're doing fo- you and Ronnie are doing photo ops, yep. something that, you know, look, all the people out there that uh, have... When never- are we launching this? I'll probably put it up tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow or Thursday. Okay. So, Thursday. We, so, so you'll are, be, you'll be able there. to get photo ops with a picture of you, a picture of Ronnie, yeah. um, or a picture of the two of you, and you can get like the 8 by 10 and, you know, obviously you guys can sign it and whatnot. Yeah. But that's kind of a cool thing. And the, the first time we did this was, was at the Arnold. Mm-hmm. And I know Brian set it up, and, and now it's became something that people look forward to, that they actually get to stand between the two of you and get to hang that picture up yeah, on their wall cool. and go, Holy crap! These guys were real. They weren't just—they weren't just a meme yeah. or, or or a reel on TikTok. But what else? That's it, man. I mean, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Are you gonna dress? Are you gonna dress nice? Are you gonna yeah, wear, yeah, of course. You gonna get a custom suit for this one? Yeah, fake watch and everything. You gonna you gonna wear no, the fake wear watch? The fake, yeah. <laughs> People don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see those comments. Yeah. People are getting mad at me because I said your watch is fake. <laughs> I said you're broke. Well, I am. So that's why I was hoping I could borrow your credit card. I would love to hear uh, anyone's comments about the Arnold Classic, maybe their favorite champions. Uh, if you were there some of the years that I won, what you guys think. Uh, you know, who's going to win this year, man? That's the big question. We're excited to see it. So, Are you going to make a prediction? No. I won't either. I wouldn't want to make we a prediction. We know a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff right now going There's on. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, but, man, there's... There's going to be... I saw even Ur- Urs uh, predicted a victory. For for him? Yeah. I mean, look, he's right there. I mean, yeah. him predicting a victory isn't like uh, something out of right field. I mean, yeah, he's been course, top yeah. three in the world for the last yeah. two years. So he's going to be right there. You know, it's, He's it's, doing UK also, I think, right? Yeah. I'm not sure. He's going to do both of those. But but the the Open Olympia, I'll say it before and I'll say it again. I, I spoke to De La Rosa the other night and I said, man... I know there's two guys that are top three in the world, and the la- I kind of did my research on it. I think the last time was in the 90s that the of the top three guys in the world, second and third are are battling, are yeah. battling mm-hmm. six months later. Um, but after that, it, there's a lot of guys who can step mm-hmm. up in that third place. You can make a name for yourself, and there's we've already seen some photos of people coming out in videos, and it looks like there's some guys outside of them that are that aren't uh, they're not playing around. And look, I know Samson and Hottie are going to be the favorite. That doesn't mean nothing's nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Somebody could come in, just like Ronnie came out of nowhere, and you know you came out of nowhere. Somebody could come in and win. So we'll see. Yeah, we're excited. So if you guys see us out this the weekend, uh, please stop us. Um, whether you're you know we're in the street, you know walking through. I know sometimes we'll have to get from place to place, so we might be in a little rush because we do have to do meet and greets. But please. Say hello. Let us know that you follow the podcast. We appreciate you so much. Uh, and uh, please share the video, like, subscribe, follow us, and uh, 
once again, we appreciate you. And uh, that's my Arnold Classic experience here. So let's see who the next champion is. And uh, thank you guys so much. I'm honored for the uh, the uh, the choice award here. So we're out. <laughs>